0: Talk number two. I'm Hudson, and this week our regular fact checker, Matt, is not here, so... I'm Steven. I'm doing fact checking. And we have two guests this week. Anthony. And Maxwell. All right, so for the first thing that we're going to talk about tonight, let's just go ahead and do this one first, because none of us know a ton about it, but I do want to mention it. The NHL Finals. Anyone have thoughts on it? Uh, I know that for... A lot of people down here, since the Thrashers aren't in the Atlanta area anymore, Nashville has kind of become their team of choice. I don't think any of y'all have done that, but nope. Nope. I can say, at least for me, like I was definitely rooting for them against the Penguins, because I don't like the Penguins, because when the Thrashers left, I started rooting for the Flyers, and they're like our bitter rivals. Um, but they have a good team. I still don't like it, and I wish that Nashville could have gotten it, because I think it would have been a lot better story. but. That's kind of neither here nor na- there. Um, did y'all hear about the fish they got on the ice? Wow. Yes.
1: <laughs> I think a yeah, yeah, fan it, threw a uh, a fish like on the ice Yeah, or so
0: it was up in Pittsburgh. A Nashville Predators fan snuck in with a, I want to say it was like a catfish that was partially filleted and threw that out onto <laughs> the <laughs> ice. Partially
2: filleted, Good, so it wasn't yes. like a...
0: It wasn't like just pulled out of the river, like the guts okay. were hanging out. Oh, it was a big mess. That's correct. <laughs> <gross. laughs> so, disgusting. Which is, that's, a, I believe it's Chicago, or one team does that, that they'll throw fish out on the ice all the time. But, I don't know. It's kind of weird.
3: Um, so did did any of us watch any of the games? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that. Uh, so it looks like the Penguins won the last game 2-0. Oh, no, Um, and then... They won in six games. did he go to six. I thought the Predators
1: had only won one. No, it went to six. They were tied two to two, and then the Penguins put them away. All I remember is about uh, P.K. Souvan, bad breath, and so he brought the the Listerine, and then I think it was game six or seven, he was pinned up against the boards by Crosby. It was apparently a dirty play. I didn't watch it. Wait, Crosby
0: pinned him up against the boards? Yeah,
1: apparently it was a really dirty play, and they didn't do anything about it they i don't know i didn't watch it i didn't look at the highlights i just heard like Hmm. it was it was a really well dirty play on his part that
0: that's very strange to hear because from what i know about crosby is he's more of the sniper kind of guy he's not your grinder that gets into the middle of things so that's that's interesting to hear um Here's something we can definitely talk a little bit more about, the NBA finals. See oh. I know I know that you oh. were very frustrated by some things. Oh man. Sounds like
3: Maxwell has something to say about it, so let's <laughs> let's hear that. Who do you want to hear from first? Let's give it to the guest first.
2: Well, I'm not gonna go into details just yet until we you know, until we introduce a new topic, but something is going on with the NBA behind the scenes. I mean we can all agree yep. with that, like Yep. And the games were being a little like the series was a little prolonged just for yep. money's sake. I, I, don't I did,
0: it, it felt like that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, and I didn't watch it, um, but I did hear something about that if the Warriors hadn't played that last game at home, they were going to miss out on like ten million plus dollars. Yeah. Or something like that. So that I'm not going to say that I think they rigged it, but that does sound. Bit, yeah. Did, did they have a lead that they just blew at the end too in that game? Or oh,
3: the, no, no, the no. Are okay, winning
0: okay. The whole so at least was it wasn't well extremely. Yeah. Suspect, but what you gotta but... take into
2: consideration is that for the first three games the Cavs were dominating. So all you of a sudden, the Warriors. Oh the, yeah. sorry, yeah. the Warriors, <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. You guys know what I mean. Yeah. The Warriors were just dominating and all of a sudden the Cavs are just blowing out the uh yeah. the Warriors. That's just a little uh, weird. They, to they're
1: me. taking all these wide open shots. Well, and
0: and yeah. off of that also, I know for me personally, I would have liked to have seen the sweep because it won would have been the first time any team has swept in the, in the finals. finals and then it would have been a complete sweep of the playoffs, which is kind of bad because it just shows how dominant it is, and it goes to something we'll talk about in a minute about NBA super teams and how are they good or bad for the league. But I just think it would have been kind of cool to see them both, just to see them to say that it can happen. But what do y'all think about that? Um, I mean, are y'all glad the way that it turned? Well,
1: I I'm as a fan personally, like there's there's two two sides to this. One side is you witness history for a sweep in the finals. That's that's great and all. But if it goes on for years and years, it gets really kind of tiring because it was all – people say LeBron started the super team. He didn't. Um, it was the Celtics back then when – was it Pierce, KG, and Allen well, technically, with Rondo they too. Did,
3: they didn't start. I know, but it goes first.
1: way back. Yeah. It goes way back. But, like, the real big super team was that big four there. And then and, um, the whole CP3 – Getting vetoed to L.A. was going to be another one, and then LeBron going to Miami was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's this, but the thing is, like, people are going to start getting tired of seeing the Warriors. Like, if the Warriors somehow keep the score four and perform like they did this year, like... they to be able to keep all of them. The next four or five years, though, like... Yeah, it's I'm, gonna be boring to watch to me. Like I, it's gonna be like great. They were fantastic first year. This was awesome to watch, and then it's just gonna be, like, I felt like this year I was watching USA basketball versus everyone else. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I've yeah. been seeing debates I
2: mean, online about saying how the 2017 Warriors might be the best team of all
1: time. Yeah,
2: the greatest yeah. team of
3: all time. I honestly could, I I could see that.
2: I yeah, the 2017 Warriors. And
1: honestly, people people bash on Draymond Green for opening his mouth, but. The man backs it up because he almost averages a triple double every game. He's their best defender by far, and I just—he's really the backbone of that team because him, him yelling and screaming and all that actually gets them hyped up. And that's well,
0: and I think the thing again—I don't watch a ton, so a lot of it is just kind of a casual sports yeah. fan hearing about it. But what I think that I have kind of noticed about what Draymond adds to that team is obviously Steph. I would say is the face of the franchise, even though. Steph and KD now are both, like, the lead guys on the team. But I would say, specifically between Steph and Clay, but even KD to a certain point, they're more scorers. Like, that's their main thing. Not that they don't play defense or anything, but they're scorers. But I feel like Draymond adds that physical, tough mentality that without him, I don't know that the team would play at the same level because they're not. All those other guys aren't as physical and don't bring that same kind of play. So I think that he, while he might be the least talked about, in like, for – production st- side of it, some of it, I think that he's a much bigger part of their success
1: than he might get credit for. If, if there's Oh, definitely. Yeah. If there's anyone that leaves that team, it's him. I, I see him really? pulling like a Lance Stevenson. He he rides, you know, Lance Stevenson was great with the Pacers, yeah. and then when
3: he left, he yeah, just he fell it off. Fast. Well, and he played great I, again in the playoffs with the but Pacers. But the thing is, the and difference is,
1: up. I think Draymond's going to last, because Draymond's what, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, I, don't, I don't know, he uh, can... Can look that up. Yeah, because
0: um, he plays center, right? He's a really he's short he, he, center. He, yeah. he's, well, he's a power forward. He plays power forward he's right a natural now, power forward.
1: Oh, yeah. Forward. Last,
3: last year they did put him at yeah. center a lot. Yeah, but
1: he's he's that physical on
3: defense. Yeah, he's six where, seven, Yeah, according six, to Google. Six seven. So. Yeah,
1: playing center. Yeah, yeah. 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 he like matches up yeah. against anybody. That's the thing. And that's is where I think.
3: six Yeah, he's probably like six nine. You gotta
1: think, and this this is gonna lead into what you want to talk about. You gotta think. I'm not going to label Draymond Green a superstar. I'm going to label him an all-star. An impact slash player. Really, yeah, an impact, an, player. an impact player. But the thing is, one team is going to have to fill out their 89% of their, their cap, and you're, you're going to rant yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. They're going to go out and probably dole out as much cash as they can to Draymond Green, which I think he deserves a big contract, but not an enormous one. Like, I don't I – don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think he should deserve a max contract. I want to see how he operates without Steph or Clay. I want to see if he's not going to be another Lance Stevenson.
3: Before we go into all the contracts, because we'll probably spend some time on that in a minute, um, back to game three where we're all talking about how it seems like it was possibly (sighs) rigged a little bit. Game four, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's the deciding game. Yeah, yeah, game four. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah.
3: So, i like that
2: smirk yeah <laughs> just the something.
3: Cavs won by 21 points okay um let me let, let me just throw Compare this out. the fouls though the, hold on hold on first quarter golden state 33 points okay that's average for a high scoring team score 33 points in one quarter cleveland cavaliers 49 have? points in one quarter yeah holy cow most teams how much did LeBron have most teams quarter? have Cause like because I heard
2: he had like a ridiculous he had, amount he had like 20 I, something he had like 20 points him in the and Kyrie quarter. were like combined and in the first like half he had 30. almost like 40 yeah that doesn't make any sense all, to me but.
3: all I know is that's a halftime score yeah. Forty-nine points? That's ridiculous. But First you got off, e, e. blaming the Golden State Warriors because they don't know how to play defense. They don't. Know, they've never known the how to play defense. Yeah. They're just out. Well, that's
2: everyone. why. That's why I think they have KD. I mean, I'm not saying he's a great defensive player, but mm-hmm. you realize they don't play in the paint. Like if the ball yeah. gets inside the paint, they're completely helpless. They're always <laughs>
3: like
1: yeah. they, don't yeah. they don't have. They don't have anybody anymore. there. Yeah, they
3: have Zaza and JaVel McGee. Now, Shakira now, Poole.
1: yeah. <laughs> here's here's what I think. This could have been a big thing. It, I don't think Cleveland would have won anyways, but I think would have made the series maybe go to six or seven. If Andrew Bogut didn't get hurt his first game with the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's their inside guy they need. Tristan Thompson's a good defender and all, mm. but the man, the man, the man. Well, he's a rebounder. He's a good rebounder. Wait, okay. The I man can't block a shot. He, he can't block the shot. Bogut got. Bogut for the Cavaliers. Week? Yes. Yeah, remember he. Bogut still on the gas? Yes. He was on there for one game, and then they... Went on to the DL or whatever. Whatever they do, you know. Wait, you're talking about the start of the season? No, like it was like halfway through the season. Yeah, got traded
0: or they picked him up. Oh, I thought you're talking about the
3: finals.
1: No, the Mavericks cut Oh, okay. No, he's saying that if Bogut had been in the finals, it probably would have... Not that they would have won, but it might have made it a little more interesting. Because they would have had interior pressures. No, I don't... Bogut, you got to admit... When he was with the Warriors, he was their one good inside defender. He can block shots. That's all you need him to do. I said okay. you're if you're a team full of shooters like the Cavs and Warriors, you don't you don't need a shooting center. You are calling the Cavs a shooting team? Yeah. They've got great shooters, but I wouldn't say they're a shooting they, team. They, they picked s- up Kyle Korver, who's one of the best
2: shooters. <laughs> oh just have to slide that, I love that in there. Kyle Korver, But I would not consider him one of the best shooters. Didn't he? Set he's a, a great last shooter last
0: year for his uh <laughs> three point shot. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan. No like, no, I don't,
2: no. No. But he's a great shooter, but I would not Right now, I wouldn't put him in the category as one it's, of the it's best okay. shooters. It's okay. He is a really, 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 really good shooter. And hopefully, throughout his career, he gets up to the point where he's the best shooter. But I, this is my opinion. It's okay. The Cavs are just going to pull out Ray Allen out of retirement. I could totally see that. But my question was, I know this is completely random, but Andre Iguodala, what has he been doing this season? Like, I just haven't really... Hurt he he him did great much.
1: the um the very um, the last, last the game last time game
3: he tried to get NBA <laughs> final MVP
1: again the game 5 yeah, he, he didn't he got did like 15 I don't no, know how many had, points he, he had double digit I think points. It was points yeah he, he had a good amount of that. points off the bench and i'm like okay. this dude
2: seriously about to steal the steal cuz he game. was he was he was kind of like out there last season he was a really important player but now he's just kind of he's still pretty good and, like, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just, I just haven't heard much fact, of him.
1: Well, yeah. I think he could start on, like, a lower-tier team still. Oh, yeah. Like, so
3: the last game he played, he shot um, 9 of 14 from the field, so 64%, and he had 20 points Wow. in their closeout
1: game. yeah. Wow. That was the big thing, I think, was him. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Warriors have a decent bench. Like, yeah, yep. and that's, that's the thing for him.
0: their to- – because like, – Well, okay, and this is we'll use this to segue into the cap system. And I think, among other things, one thing that kind of happened this year that I saw is that the cap got too high because you should not be able to have those four guys on the Warriors. Mm -hmm. And if you should, your bench should be the worst to where they almost had to play the whole game. And that's kind of how I thought it was, but it seems like, from what y'all are saying, their bench definitely isn't one of the better benches, but it's not terrible
3: to go with. Their bench was better the year they lost. Honestly, oh, well, oh yeah, then, oh my yeah. God. But they still got two guys like. But they still uh, have Iwadalla, yeah, Livingston, was, yep. um, and, and who sh-
1: else do they have? They they only he comes off the bench. He's
3: actually he's, not bad. He's a good for blocker. Backups. You, you yeah.
0: need you need yeah. And you see, you um, should if you're going to unless someone takes a major pay cut, which from what I know, no one took. I mean, they they might not be getting paid as much as they could on other teams, but they didn't take a huge pay cut. You should not be able to have two MVPs another one of the better shooters in the league and then a guy like Draymond that I would say that Clay and Draymond are not superstars but they're definitely plus stars in the middle area yeah, and then KD and Steph are superstars much, yeah. and you shouldn't be able to have that much that much on your team now if you developed it that's one thing but that's still not a long-term thing so you should not be able to bring in a guy like KD to add to that mix
3: and still be able to have a good bench under the cap the the crazy thing about that you said you like if you development or develop it, it's fine. They did. Well, they developed the three oh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they didn't the, have KD. But KD, yeah. Right. But, so I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a game changer. That's yeah. a second. Um. Yeah.
0: But so then, I was listening to uh, the one of the local radio stations around here on the way up here, um, and they were just talking about the cap system and the thing that kind of got on my nerves is they were talking about for the Hawks, obviously for that our local team. And they were talking about Tim Hardaway. And I really like Tim Hardaway. You can now even ask Steven. A couple years ago when we got him, I was saying that I had a good feeling about him being good. And it didn't look like it at first, but he, he, kinda, he showed it this year that
3: he can be a, a productive player. They, they proved me wrong. Tim, Tim and <laughs> Hudson proved me wrong because um, I said he'd never be a starter in the league, especially not on the Hawks. And he definitely proved me wrong. Um, but with that being
0: said, so as as uh, as much as I can say, even though I'm not a big NBA person, a fan of Tim Hardaway, they were talking about him getting a deal, getting paid around 20 million a year. Whoa! Yeah, that's that's just ridiculous <laughs> for the kind of player he is. Yeah. But that that more and more what I hear from them talking about on this radio station, because I listen to it a lot when I'm around here, is it just seems like the way the NBA is built is it's made to give bad contracts to a lot of people and one thing that kind of opened my eyes yesterday is that so there's apparently there's some kind of that you have to spend a certain percentage of the cap Mm -hmm. and I believe what they said was like 89 percent so you gotta spend most of the cap every year so then to me what that means is instead of like if you have a young developing team to where you have a lot of guys on rookie deals not making a bunch of money then you have to go and you have to pay someone who's okay big-time player money just so you can hit that cap which then if you sign into a three or four year deal to that, then you have a terrible contract on your books when two or three, like two years later, you might have those young players that have developed, you have a need somewhere, but you can't go and fill that need because you're playing this guy who should really only be playing like 10 minutes on your team, $30 million a year. Yeah. And so it just, it sets yourself up badly. And it's something that like, so talking about the Warriors, how do they have, here's something I struggled with last year, is how can they afford to pay those four guys as much money as they are and the Hawks can't go and pay somebody, like we don't have the cap space to go and add somebody good yeah. And it's because we have Bazemore making how much? $70 million for the yeah, like, I believe. Yeah, like a guy that shouldn't... Like, yeah, he's, all he's all a, of
1: it's guaranteed. He's making too. $70 million. Yeah, because they, they, paid, they had to fill out that 89%. He is loving his life right now. Yeah, he's only averaging 10 he's, points a game. Yeah, he's, like he's making $70 million year, over over um, four years, years, and all of it's guaranteed. Yeah,
3: four years, $70 million yep. deal. All I mean, of it's yeah, guaranteed. Like,
0: and he was... Obviously, this past season, he did not do well. But the year before, he did good. And so yeah you should pay him but you shouldn't be paying him that much yeah no and and i just feel like that's something that needs to be reviewed between because i don't know i just feel like like with with most of the other leagues you can look at okay so this this guy's getting paid this much money in the nfl you have to look at it by position Mm -hmm. but like baseball it doesn't matter who you are if a guy's getting paid 20 plus million you know he's He's pretty good.
2: He's doing what he's supposed to be doing.
0: Right. But in the NBA, it's like you can't necessarily look at their contract and decide because who's getting paid the most in the NBA this past season? Probably Probably, uh, Mike Conley, right? Yeah. And and where would you say he ranks in the NBA? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. You guys are blowing my mind. What number? number
3: So, Mike Conley, I'm just going to go by position. I I was thinking the other day of like, because I was thinking about Scherder. I was like, he's probably like top 10 point guards. Then I started naming point guards. No, he's not. Mike Conley, maybe top 20. The man point guard? The point man. Guard. In the league. Okay, and Point so would you say, sh- out of
0: the entire league? What would you what number? Just I mean, we're not getting in the super, Yeah, we're not we're not getting super specific. Like we're not going to quote
2: you on it or anything. you want errors or just
0: just like like if you're drafting a team yeah, based right on now. best players, okay. not not like for one year, just the best players in the league, or you're ranking best players. What number? Just quickly off the top of your head, what would you give them? Ninety-five. Yeah, I'd say
3: in the 90s. so so in yeah. the low
0: one hundred. So there's arguably, but we'll say there's. Let's just say 80 players better than him, and he's getting paid the most. That's, there's just something wrong with that. I mean, yeah. that would never happen in the NFL. Like, you might have, like, the fourth or fifth guy getting paid the most, and the same with other things, but you would never have the 90th or lower 100s player making the most money.
1: I, I have yeah. his, his contract broken down right now, and it's a five-year, $152 million contract. His average salary is 30.5 million. He just earned 26 million this past year. He's set to make what is happening? 28.5, and then next season 30.5, then 32.5, then 40, 34.5, and then he has the player option to be a free agent. If not, I think he can accept his new deal for 36 okay. million a year. Now look up Schroeder's. Schroeder? Yeah, Schroeder. Sorry, uh, he's, I don't to say Schroeder. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Not making nearly that. Are you much. kidding? Me? I think I think he's still yeah, on but his, he's, still he's still on, on his, his rookie, rookie deal, so oh, yeah, he's yeah. making less than necessarily his talent is. No, but like like, but yeah, that's just ridiculous. 152 million for five years. And would you what? How old is he? Uh, Dude, I think Conley Con, I just saw the whole line he was uh,
0: is he in the prime of his career or where is he at Conley's I age mean, 29 so he's yeah. you would say probably the prime of his career like the yeah. time that you hear about a guy making way more than he should is when they're mm-hmm. like 37 and they signed a deal when they were 33 see but his, yeah.
1: his season this year wasn't bad yeah no,
3: his oh, season yeah. Was yeah. Well, and I'm not trying right.
1: to say I don't think but he's
3: before bad, then but he was like year. a but yeah listen okay this is his season this year 20, 20 and a half points per game Six point three assists, three point five rebounds. That's that's pretty solid. But before that, it was like but, fourteen yeah, five. Yeah, his career numbers: fourteen point two points per game. Uh, Assist is five point seven. Rebounds Six. is two point. I, I I told you he's a fourteen and five yeah. guy making what thirty million a year Close. average. Yeah, crazy. I mean, and then he's
1: set to make thirty four million his final year. Yeah. It's... And then he can choose to be a free agent. And if he chooses to sign the one-year extension his player option
3: he's let set me, to make like another 36 let million let me read you some names and you tell me if they're better than mike conley but we're only okay. going point
1: guards are, are we are we going by just, contract just status you and me anthony
3: no 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 Just, <laughs> <who> <laughs> just you, you and me <laughs> just, who do you think Get serious <laughs> okay Do you think this person's better than mike conley so just yes so or no, no. Yeah. Okay. Russell Westbrook. Yes. All right. Here's one. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Chris Paul. Yes. Steph Curry. Yes. Damian Lillard. Yes. John Wall. Yes. Kyrie Irving. Yes. Um, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Now, you, I'm sorry. Kemba Walker. Yes. Gordon Drogic Hmm. Oh come on. <laughs> You don't think Dragic is uh,
1: better? he's a little bit iffy sometimes. Iffy? Okay. What about
3: Eric Bledsoe? He,
1: I, okay, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. No. What about uh, Dennis Schroeder? As as of like right now are we yeah, talking about career wise? Right
3: now. Going into this
1: next season. Right now, yes, because I think You he, think Schroeder is better. He yeah. he has the quickness of John Wall, but like he he reminds me a lot of Rondo. Yeah.
3: So I think I so, named
1: about twelve. Guys I I think I think he did aver- advertise
3: easy, easy. 12 10. of them. 10 to you 12 said, players.
1: You, you named
0: 12, 12 players and 10 of them you said Anthony said was Easily. Yeah. yeah, so that means – There's still more players on the yeah. list,
3: but I'm not going to Yeah, get we're, yeah, wait. So. I mean,
0: like – That's just – and I didn't know all of that necessarily. I just – that was getting on my nerves because I'm – especially like playing Madden or the show, like I like the contracts and it's kind of giving me a better idea of like necessarily what a player is worth. And the NFL gets a little weird because obviously quarterbacks are worth way more than any other position – but you kind of can know, and you can kind of know the value. But it just seems like with the NBA, it's not—it's just as much about timing and where people are on their their cap space and all that as it is with how good the player is. Which just makes things way more confusing. And I feel like it can handicap a team. And going back to the Hawks, this is where it kind of first got me—is like that we're paying these lower or these lower guys big money to where then. Like, this year, if we wanted to try to make a run at a big-name guy out there to try to bring here, we don't have the cap space to be able yeah. to do it, and that just doesn't make sense. So, I feel like, honestly, I feel like there shouldn't be, you have to spend this much of your cap, but if it is, like, it should be like down close to 50 like maybe 60%, to where you can still, necessarily, if you have a young team, you can save up some for the future if you want to. Um, I
1: don't know. I just thought that was really I, weird, and it got on my nerves. I'm, I'm sorry. Let, let me read you some names real quick. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. This is yes. really
2: – What is this for?
1: This is contracts-wise, like, ranked number. LeBron is number one okay. with $30 million. Like, that's obvious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think most people would agree that he's Horford did
1: not play player. to his contract. I don't think so. Wait, Hornford's number two? He's number five. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Why well, don't we go in order? How are you not just <laughs> Well, on I'm going to skip five. over. I'm going to skip over. I'll, I'll really just say this. what number they're at. I don't count Chris Bosch at 11 because he had something unfortunate. Yeah, he's happened. not in
0: the league anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So, at like number 18, Chandler Parsons is earning $22 million. Okay. Is he, he's, he a starter? Yeah, he's yeah. A- okay. At least he's a starter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, at least he's a starter. I don't know if this contract number twenty-one, Derrick Rose, is still with his Bulls contract. I think it is. He's twenty-one million. Uh, then I see somebody like Ryan Anderson at thirty, earning Ryan Anderson eighteen point seven million dollars a year. That's ridiculous. The power Forward a, for the for I think, Rockets yeah for the Rockets. Okay. Yeah, does then thirty-one. Yeah, he's a
3: I can't remember. Bench. That's okay.
0: what he's an $18 million bench player. What about...
2: I don't know if he'd be on here, with Ben Simmons? He's no, well, he's still rookie a, he's, Yeah, Yeah, yeah he's he's a, a rookie
1: contracts time. are
2: low.
0: See, so, yeah, I'm really bad when it comes here's, here's to rookies, blows, I just like, watch. Here's what yeah. blows
1: my mind. Now, I know these guys haven't gotten like a restructured contract. 31, Alan Crabb, the Portland Trailblazers shooting guard. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even start. I'm pretty sure he didn't even average 10 points a game. If he did, correct me. All right. It's earning... Okay. More than Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Kyrie Irving, and he's yes. earning like eighteen million a year. That's that tells you the evolution of this whole cap thing is like
3: yeah, they haven't
1: been restructured yet. He averaged ten point seven points. Uh, <laughs> I just
0: like, like if you were talking about this in any other sport, like if, if you had this many contracts like this, especially if it's I don't know how many of these how many bad contracts are on one team, but if you had stuff like that, like that's how GMs and the NFL. And baseball get fired is by having that like multiple bad contracts yeah. especially the nfl and like that's 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 the quick street to you getting working like to having to leave the organization and so i just don't know i guess it's, in a way it's almost become accepted in the nba maybe
1: my my mind is blown right now yeah, has so much. ian Mahimi has a 15.9
3: million dollar contract yeah it's all ridiculous but let me cut you off. Yeah, let's move I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to go on a little rant okay. about the Hawks because this is my <laughs> oh, I need team. to hear this. I, I love the Atlanta Hawks. Always you say have. love,
2: but then you're going to say something
3: else. But go ahead. And I love Paul Millsap. I really do. He needs to go. He if we give him a contract extension, we're idiots. Well, that, so, yeah, so you could have traded the it. max contract. Listen, listen, listen. The max contract is a five-year deal for 207 million dollars. <laughs> That's $40 million a year. Well, more than $40 million a year. This man averaged 18 points and 7 rebounds.
0: Yeah, so going off that, on the radio road road. show yesterday that they were talking about, <laughs> sorry, they the new GM said that he's going to give him our, our best offer, but that he'll get better offers, so it's going to be up to Millsap, which means that he's not getting that max deal, which is very good to see from our new
3: GM. That's good, but... I don't know if he's going to take it from us if he doesn't. I don't, Max. Good, let him know. I don't off. think he
0: is because I think. Well, you go ahead and okay. finish your rant, and then I'll finish that statement.
3: So yeah, forty million. He's eighteen and seven. If he did his playoff numbers this year, which were twenty four and nine, I could maybe see it, but the point is, that, that's the that's sixty nine games compared to six. He averaged eighteen and seven. And I've never heard of a guy getting a max contract for that. I Honestly, I love Millsap. He shouldn't have made the the all-NBA team, whatever he did, to to get the max contract. He was over, I think, Paul George didn't make it. What? And someone else didn't make it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. What? Yeah. Yeah, what I would <laughs> say about Millsap is I think he's a
0: very, very good player. I wouldn't even put him as a lower-tier star. I think he's a really, 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 really good player. But he's not a star. To where, if he's also it, like, thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. So he's if old. we give him a, like, like getting older, eb, I would not. To me, at least, once you get into your mid-thirties, I don't like giving you a deal of more than two or three years. Because you can kind of project two or three years. Also, like if they play one, if it's a two-year deal and you play one good year and you play one really bad year, it's not. It's not that hard to swallow one bad year, on a contract for especially for a guy who's done a lot of good for a team. But when you give him a five-year deal at thirty-three. And so they play one, maybe two years good, and then they're so-so for the last three.
1: That's three years that you got to swallow a ton of money. Um, and I just, I'm not. That's, that's what makes the base more contract terrible. You can't cut him because you're still owing him the seventy million. You can't trade him because you still owe him the seventy million. All his money's guaranteed. Yeah,
3: and if we give,
1: which is terrible, if we give
3: Millsap a huge contract or the max contract.
1: Who can get gonna anyone. Sign? We're not going to sign can't. anyone.
3: It's and then if he walks, who are we going to sign?
1: My, We're in a bad situation. That's right my now. thing, though. They yeah. should have, They when they traded Corver away, I feel like they should have traded Millsap because they would have gotten something out of it. Even if it was cap space, they still would have gotten it. They wouldn't have risked him walking because if he, he may, yeah. I have a feeling he may do the same thing Horford did. And that, I mean, I kind of see that happening. I, yeah. um, I, 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 know, him, but... I know you don't share this sentiment with me because we talked about
0: going into the playoffs, but... The way, where I feel like we're at right now for the Hawks is, yeah, we've made the playoffs for 10 years, but we've never really done much. Like, oh, we've no. made a big splash in the playoffs, and we're at the point where our best players are aging, um, and honestly, we lost probably the best player in the last 10 years that we've developed in Al Horford last year to where I feel like we're really at that point where it's not necessarily completely blow it up, but let's, let's let Millsop walk. walk Let's get some guys that can maybe develop. And even if it means we miss the playoffs next year, let's develop a team that maybe two or three years from now can go and actually make a splash. And not, not just make the playoffs, but do something.
3: Um, I I don't mind Millsap walking because if it means we have to give him a max contract to stay, I don't want us to do that. Mm-hmm. And no. they're talking about, I, I'm a big Hoosiers fan, they're talking about us getting OG and OB power forward from the draft. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, because... Millsap's our only power forward on our roster right now. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. Um, it's going to suck. I, I hope we can at least make eighth seed because I don't want – we just got the second highest streak of ten years in the playoffs in a row. So I, I don't want us to lose that streak, but it's looking like we're going to have to lose Millsap. And if we lose Millsap, our playoff chances are very iffy, especially the if thing, we can't sign another the thing like, that's
0: in our corner Good guy is we play in the east.
3: Yeah. And the East sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Um, Unless these uh, big free agents come to the East. Yeah. But,
0: or, so, here's another thing that I got from the team. radio. And, honestly, I, I love, I lo- there's a station here that I love listening to. And a lot of, like, their ideas, like, I hear what they say and I kind of agree with it. But for this, talking about Millsap, um, and it's it's the deal, there's an article on our website, if you haven't checked it out already, Stephen wrote it about NBA super teams. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about here. The f- thing is is like for these good guys especially a guy like Millsap if I was him with the way the NBA is going I would even if I got the 40 million dollar offer at this point in his career he's already made a lot of money yeah I'm turning that down I will yep. go and take a 12 yep. to 15 million dollar offer and let me go Easy. play with Boston or even though I, I don't know about if I would want to with LeBron but let me go play with one of these teams Like the Cavs. Like the Warriors, even though they don't need any more help. the Spurs. The Spurs. Let me go play with one of these teams because the way it's gone is it's not an every team has a chance. It's these four or five teams that have three or four superstars that they're the ones that have the chance. I mean, I think from the beginning of the season, if you asked every fan of the NBA, more than 60% of them would have said it's going to be Cleveland and it's going to be Golden State in the yeah. finals.
3: Yeah,
1: Except for Steven. What?
3: You said Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. You had it on the okay, wall. Okay, listen. You had it on
1: the wall <laughs> listen, listen,
3: listen. The reason I picked Toronto is they took him to six games last year, Cleveland to six games last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. They have a better team this year, wait. <laughs> and we put a bet on, my <laughs> I shouldn't have done this bet because, I, or I should have just picked Cleveland. And been smart about it. But I put the money there because if Toronto made it, I was winning all that. (laughs) So it it was a a high risk. High money thing for you. It was money, huh? No, it's not a lot of money. Obviously, you weren't (laughs) surprised. But yeah, I wasn't surprised. I I mean, I think. I I didn't think they would get swept like that.
0: A lot of people all year were just like, it's these two teams. And I think within like a month into the season, it was like, it's almost like this regular season doesn't matter. These are the yeah. two that are going to be playing, yeah. so let's just wait and let's go ahead and get there. And that's that hurts a sport a lot, I think. If that's all your if that's yeah. all you're looking for, because then, the, like that's one or two weeks, and there's a ton more going on, but all you care about is those one or two weeks, to where it just the season doesn't matter.
3: And you were saying if you were Millsap, you would either like go to one of those bigger name teams and like okay, I'm chasing my ring now, right? Yeah. If I, I was Millsap, it. I'd also take the pay cut, but I'd, I'd stay right where I am. The, the way to beat these teams, yeah, you can go to another big team, but you also want to – I feel like a lot of the players want to eliminate this, this think, super team. I think they – So stay where you are and, and take the pay cut so you can bring over better players, not, of course, superstars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Look what happened with
2: LeBron. And you can he left and then yeah. they got Kyrie Irving and then he went back. If he's just stayed, he would have had him at the beginning.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Well, but it was different when he first left. I think I think like y'all were talking about the super team's been around for a while now, yeah. but there's a difference between the super team of the big 3 in Miami and what happened in Boston than what it is today because oh, yeah. I think even like even when LeBron was in well, Miami I, with I'd, those I'd count the Miami one. I don't What's think it well, yeah, well, I, was I, they, yeah. I
2: the big but, three, but they don't but have. they the as four. dominant? Were they it, as
0: dominant as the Cavs have been the past? Because this is what is this the? Is this this is the third year in a row
3: that it's been Golden State and Cleveland and Yeah, yeah Third year, so and LeBron's made it seven years straight. Okay, yeah. so that counts with four. Four of those years were. Miami so eight, then, yeah,
0: maybe, so. <laughs> maybe they were there, but I don't think they were. But they had as dominant league. It wasn't yeah. recognized by the league that every year going into it they're going to be
3: in the finals it doesn't matter what happens they're going to be yeah, there they they had chances to lose they they went to game 7s yeah. and
0: all that so maybe that was kind of where it started and it's just grown into what it is but there's a di- i mean there's just a difference when it doesn't matter yeah because that the whole thing about sports is even when it's one of the best teams matched up against one of the worst teams there's still a chance especially yeah. at the pros for the most part there's still a chance but it's almost getting to where the NBA, it's like you have these two, maybe three or four teams. Boston seems like they were close, and the Spurs are always really good. So maybe you can put them up there with Cleveland and yep. Golden State as a possibility. But then it's like they're that tier, and then everyone else is way down here, and they might win a game here or there, but they're never going to win the games that really matter. Right. And that's just that takes away so much from a sport.
2: I was actually really upset how Boston faced up against Kevin. like I really thought they would be like more of a fight.
3: Yeah, I did like too. they were the only
2: team I thought would be the a weirdest challenge. part
3: about that was they won their only game without Isaiah Thomas. Yeah,
2: yeah, that is. They couldn't win with him. Me.
3: Like that, is that dude really was dude was killing
2: it this season. Yeah. I was, th- I was thinking between him, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. MVP. Oh yeah, Everyone I was, I was actually putting him up there. As oh, like I was one of too. Top he five. was up there, yeah. Cause he was like, I mean, yeah, he wasn't in the news a lot, but like if he paid attention, he was putting in work. He's, and he's, he's only five foot assassin. nine. Exactly. He's a short, <laughs> fast, he's... crafty point guard. Oh
3: yeah. I,
1: I think he plays with a chip on his shoulder because sure. the the Kings gave him away for nothing. The Suns gave him away for nothing, and he's like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go to a team that wants me. And yeah. He went there, and ever since then, like he's just. And the thing was, like I think when you and I were in high school, Steven we did a fantasy basketball league, and I remember one, one week you picked him up, actually, and you said, this guy's going to be good for a long time. <laughs> I remember, because he was averaging 20 points per game with yeah. the Kings. Yeah, he was, he was really And then guy. they gave him away for nothing. You realize, this goes back to Hudson saying, developing a team to make a run. You realize at one point, the Kings had Boogie Cousins, Hassan Whiteside, and Isaiah Damn. Thomas all in on one team. Yes, they, had they drafted house. Whiteside wow. in the second round, and wow. they just cut him. Huh. They didn't even give him really a chance. They had those three all on one team. If they would have developed them, they would have made a serious run because yeah. Whiteside can play power forward or Cousins, but those two at at the rim. And that I- that's like. That's even scarier than Anthony Davis. comes down I'm to patience, because
2: yeah. the Celtics are the most patient team. Yeah, the Kings in aren't. Really are. yeah.
1: Yeah. Kings aren't. Kings like give up on their draft picks like, one year later, a.k.a. And, Jimmer Fredette, Tiger <laughs> Kevins.
0: I mean, Talking about that, just a baseball tie-in, I've noticed the same thing with the Padres. The Padres, oh, they're, they're not the worst team in baseball. They're probably... This year they have some talent coming up, but if you think about some of the guys that they've had in recent years, now they have Will Myers, who's a really good first baseman. You got Steven, he's on his fantasy team. But um, they gave up um, – Crud, who's the first baseman for the Cubs right now? Rizzo. Rizzo. They had Rizzo, who's definitely one of the better, one of the best first basemen. They had Trey Turner, who's becoming one of the better shortstops, a great leadoff batter. Um they had Malik Smith, who still hasn't reached his full potential, but is another speedy guy. They've—he's in Tampa Bay, where he's going to yes.
1: start. But so, so
0: they—they're—they're they're showing. They tried to make about three years ago. They tried to push themselves over the top. Traded away a lot of young talent and going to years before, and didn't really do anything. And so now they're kind of left over at square run. And I think they're just a—they're a team that kind of perplexes me because, all right, you're in. California. So you've got a nice venue. You've got a lot of stuff around you. You should be able to pull
1: free agents pretty well. They
0: just don't seem to be able to mm, they, get
1: something together. It seems to me like they're always in that win now mode. When they just they need. I hate I hate using this as a reference. I hate this team because now they're really good. They need to pull an Astros. They just need to be patient and suck for five years or well, six. Well, and years. see that's where I think with the Hawks, that's kind of where we're at that crossroads is. Do we keep on trying to
0: win? With what we have, even though what we have isn't great, or do we do we say okay, we're gonna take a year or two and rebuild and commit to that to be able to, which it's not. It's, no, not it's a, a popular,
2: great idea. I mean,
0: I mean, just like with the Braves, it's been it's been
2: especially for a
0: casual fan, it's been really painful for me who really likes to get in it. And I try to kind of learn about some of the top prospects. I know what they're doing. I know why they're doing it. It's still not fun because it's never fun to watch your team lose. But at least with the Braves, I've known it and I've been able to, especially the Cubs, look at it and say, okay, the Cubs did it, it worked, they're really, really good, so I can look at them and be optimistic for the Braves' future. But the thing is, is if you're in that, we're going to keep on trying to win with what we have and we're going to try to make it work, And there's a point where it becomes detrimental to your team. And so there's a point where it's better to just blow it up, commit to not being very good for three or four years. But the honestly, the decision that makes or breaks you is when do you do that? When do you keep holding on to the stuff that you have, and when do you decide that this is what we need to commit to?
3: Also, as, like, a player and a coach, though, if, let's say, your owner decides to, quote-unquote, blow the team up and just keep your young guys and get rid of all your stars and everything, like, the players and the coaches are still going to try to win. Yeah. For the most part. I don't know. There could be something shady going on where... They're not, but for the most part they're trying to win. And what if they they are winning and they do keep making the playoff? Like the Hawks bench. Well they stepped it up this year. So what I would oh, say yeah. is what they're I would say about that is
0: for me. Like are it's... we stuck
3: <laughs> because of, yeah, <laughs> of just good coaching? Like... I mean, well
0: what I would say is What I mean by blowing it up is where you trade away for young talent. Right. So if they come in and they start playing really well that great day, I don't need us to lose to be able to do it, but it just means that you move on from your – you focus on developing guys. Now, if the guys you have go ahead and do good, that's great, but you just – instead of shifting from, okay, we're going to win now, we're going to go and spend big money in free agency for a guy that we might be paying him for four years, but we know he's probably only going to be good for two, you make good contract decisions for a guy that might be a little bit less talented – but you know you're not gonna have to overpay so that you have that money to be able to sign that big guy at the right time and you make you focus on draft picks rather than trading away young talent for an established star. But if they come in and do good,
1: then then you just get the best of both worlds. Yeah. And so um <laughs> That's why I'm happy as me as a Yankees fan, I'm happy uh. we're, Yeah, their rebuild lasted three months. <laughs> uh, uh, their rebuild uh, lasted about three months. I'm happy well, I'm happy that I'm not I'm not necessarily saying they're going through a rebuild. I'm just happy they're dying yeah, It was about buying, buying the best it, players. Well, in the world. now they're not. <laughs> well, they developed. And they're not, like, and it's annoying to say, but system. it was like it was
0: like last season, probably a little bit after the All Star break. They realized that Teixeira was getting old. McCann wasn't the guy that they originally got, and so they started to look at moving him. They moved McCann more to a secondary catcher and brought up Gary Sanchez yeah. and all that stuff. And it was like, okay, they're going to rebuild. But they went. Their rebuild was. They went from being a a sub or a around five hundred team, to having their their rookies come up and play like established stars, and so yeah. that's just the like well, when you're talking about being a Braves fan and a rebuild and going through the process. Well, I'm. I like I like Aaron Judge, and so it's fun to watch them. But it's it's a little bit like why couldn't we have done that? Why couldn't we have just had guys come yeah. up and play better than the people that were paying twenty million dollars well, a our, year?
1: Our whole team is like. It's hitting, but we we have a lot of young guys. Like we have uh, the number two prospect uh, Torres, Gilbert Torres. We're Short grooming stop. him. He's he's a shortstop, but we're grooming him to play third to replace Old Man Headley, so he can sit on the bench. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, now you got to think, he's like one of the most touted prospects in baseball. If he comes up and destroys it like he did in spring training, he was hitting like over three hundred. Mm-hmm. If he comes up and does that. It's almost crazy because this year, like everyone wrote us off and everything, I I wrote the Yankees off for the next two years, three years, because like they're developing these young kids, See, these that's kids what aren't you ready. In a rebuild, and like Aaron Judge blew my mind because last year oh, he hit good. 179, and then now he's hitting what 330? I think he's hitting like 339. But, he hit a home run again yeah. last night. Well,
0: what I would say is between, it's almost like I would say the Rookie of the Year race is almost over, and it's not even the All Star break between Aaron Judge and the AL. And Cody Bellinger, yeah. in the NL,
1: Bellinger's got a
0: lot he, of power. He's too. hitting
3: 33
2: or .338, uh, 23 338. Home home runs. .338. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was
3: trying to figure out what you're
0: trying to say too. <laughs> oh, 23 home runs, and 52, 52 RBIs, RBIs. Yeah. And now here's with how great he's been. Here's the crazy thing: Cody Bellinger came up about a month, maybe two months into the season, and since his call-up date, I don't know about today, but I saw something two or three days ago. Bellinger has actually hit more home runs since he was called up than Judge. He He's, like, one more, I think, than Judge, which is insane. Right, right. because they're, bo- like, they're both, like, I know Judge is known for his power,
1: but Bellinger, I wasn't Judge a top first-round pick? Yes, he was the 29th pick. Funny thing is, though, guess who had the 28th pick? The Braves. <laughs> who did we get? And I don't remember yet. Yeah, they, was, they, probably, they, yeah. they passed up on him, which... Honestly, like Aaron Judge was supposed to go top ten that draft, and I just don't think anybody went. His big problem was the strikeouts, and yeah. um, they pointed something well, out. Well, and
0: part of it is he's so he's six seven, so was, his
1: strike zone is massive. They, they well, that's the thing that he corrected. His his batting stance was actually straight up. Batting stance, like when you were playing the show earlier, I said his batting stance is wrong. Because that you know? was his old one. Yes, okay. his his batting stance was straight up. So he's six seven. Now he kind of has it a little bit more open, sort of. And he squats, and before his leg kick was really high up, mm-hmm. and then it, up. It, was, it was a really violent swing and everything. He shortened it up, like yesterday he hit well, like opposite field home run in Oakland Stadium, like yeah. because well, the thing about so, him is
0: is you don't have to, you don't have to try to smash the ball every time. Yeah. Because when you're that big, you have so much natural power that just a good contact swing will carry it out a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. There's more that we could probably say on that and rebuilds and all that, but let's move on to something else that kind of finally came out this past week, the big super fight. Which, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's something that's been talked about for a while. I'm kind of excited about it because through high school, I had a youth pastor that was that had at one point boxed, so I boxed with him a little bit, kind of got into it a little bit. It's a fun sport, but over the past decade or two, maybe even longer, it's no one really hears about it anymore. It's all about the MMA. So I'm really excited about this McGregor Mayweather fight to kind of bridge it. And I'm hoping that if McGregor comes over and even if he doesn't necessarily win, has success, it might open the doors for some things in the future. And I'm planning on writing an article here in the future, near future, kind of going more into more detail about that. So look for that. But I just wanna—I don't know how much y'all follow either MMA or boxing, but I know y'all have heard about it.
1: So yeah. let's hear what let's hear
0: what some of y'all's thoughts. Well, I. You got it. There.
1: I think it'll be interesting. I, I definitely think it's going to be better than the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I know Mayweather runs around the ring, but the thing is, I feel like McGregor is has that aggressive attitude. Like, he's not going to be playing games with Floyd. Floyd's going to be wanting to run around. I think eventually, I don't think McGregor's going to win, but I don't think he's going to prolong the fight past four or five rounds. Because I think McGregor's going to be tired of Floyd jumping around like a bunny rabbit all around the ring, trying to get him tired, I just, I see it lasting three rounds, I see it being a good fight, but in the end, I just, I don't know, I don't see McGregor winning, I saw there's, I think, I don't know if it was real or not, there was a, a video of his trainer recording him sparring, and it, granted, it's he's new to the sport of boxing, but... I think Floyd. I know Floyd's what, like 41 years old. He's
3: 40 years old.
1: Yeah, he's old, but I think it'll be close. But I don't. I don't think it's gonna last very long. Um, I think McGregor's just too aggressive, and I think Floyd. Floyd's been in the business long enough to know what he's got to do to end it quickly. But it's it's really a tough call what? because we've well, never here, seen McGregor. Yeah, here
0: I'm gonna jump into it a little bit. Um, so Mayweather is. I believe forty nine and zero, mm-hmm. but a big, big part of that is he is honestly. I've never actually watched him fight, but I've heard from the Pacquiao all that he is a boring fighter to yes. watch. He is a His, defensive fighter. Yep, and he wins it by boxing, which I love boxing. So I part of me respects that because it is a MMA. At times, is a lot more of just physicality. It's a. It's not as much of a mind game that boxing, because true boxing is being able to parry, parry. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but <laughs> being able to block, being able to counter punch, being able to do all that, which that's in the MMA, but it's a lot more prominent in boxing. And Mayweather is great at his defense. He wins the points, but I don't. Has he ever knocked a guy out?
2: He's knocked a couple of guys out, but okay. the number is really small for somebody that's been undefeated.
0: Yeah. So. He's, not, he's just a guy that he lets it go to the cards and he trusts his way to the cards, which makes it a very boring fight because he just moves around, he blocks, he does all that. Whereas McGregor is aggressive, he is a heavy hitter, and no, he hasn't been in boxing, but from what I know about him as an MMA fighter is he, he'll, uh, his kicks are very powerful, his punches are very powerful, and he's good on the ground, but I would say that he's a power knockout guy that so not having that kick in his arsenal is going to hurt him but i think that i think that especially mayweather fighting now at an at an older age especially for boxing and being in so many fights that obviously those those punches they start to add up over time and when you're taking a heavy punch from a guy in his prime at 40 years old and you've been doing it for 20 years they hurt more than they do when you were 23 and oh, yeah. so it, i think that if mcgregor can in those first two or three rounds land one or two solid punches, it's gonna get really interesting.
2: See, that's yes. been my argument for whenever people ask me. Okay, so Mayweather has the IQ of boxing, and he's very hard to hit. I mean, if you've watched Anvis Bites, he is really hard to hit. Like, sometimes he'll put his hands down because he's more confident in his head movement than he is with his own blocking. But McGregor, when it comes to boxing and MMA, MMA is more emotional. Like, I mean, they let their emotions get to the best of them, and so you're going to get some wild punches, some wild kicks. Mm -hmm. So, seeing that being incorporated into boxing, Mayweather might see a punch that he's never seen before, coming from an angle that it's never been, Mm -hmm. like, done before because he's not coming there to box. McGregor's coming there to beat this dude's ass. Okay, that's just, like, the bottom point. And Mayweather's there because he wants to show that he's better than him. So they're coming for two different reasons. One guy's going to be conservative. One guy's just going to go thrashing about like a maniac. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, Connor, he's a really hard hitter. I mean, this dude can punch hard. I mean, I've seen him do, like, one-punch KOs. He's powerful. Mayweather is hard to hit. So if he hits him once or twice, he's going to feel it. But it's getting those one or two hits in,
0: so it's
2: really hard to tell who's going to win. I mean, I'm going to be like realistic with it and say Mayweather's going to win. It's his sport; mm -hmm. he knows everything about it. But at the same time, you really can't count out McGregor because he's an amazing fighter too.
0: One thing that's going to be interesting is so we've seen there's a lot of fights out there for McGregor as an MMA fighter, and you get to see some boxing in that, but there is no film of him as a boxer, which means. He has no experience, so he's going to be very green. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of film of how Mayweather does it. So McGregor's going to have a better idea of what to expect going into the fight than Mayweather is.
2: Study the film. Yeah. And you can't so be studied now, if you don't have any film.
0: Now, Maywe- it is Mayweather's ground, and he's got the experience, so he knows what to do better. But he's not necessarily going to know what to expect. So it's it's going to be very interesting. And to go to your point, Anthony, I don't think the fight's going to be over in three or four rounds but I think it's going to be decided. Uh, so if, if, he, if McGregor can land a couple of good punches in those first couple rounds, then I think he'll have success down the stretch. But if he doesn't get anything in those first two to three, maybe four rounds, then I think he's gonna get real tired as it goes on, and then it's just gonna go to the end. Or, or Mayweather, if he just exhausts himself in those first couple rounds, Mayweather might get a knockout, but I think if he gets tired in those first couple of rounds, it's gonna go to the end, Mayweather wins on the cards. If McGregor can land some big punches, then the potential for a knockout of Mayweather is gonna be there in the later rounds as, as the energy starts to deplete.
3: Um, real quick, the amount of KOs Mayweather has is 26, which oh, is wow. 53%. Wow. That's okay, that's, that's a lot way high uh, high. High. Yeah, that's way. I thought
0: he was only in I like thought it was the singles. Like, I thought it was
2: like maybe twelve or something like yeah.
0: that. So, okay, this might be a different <laughs> fight than I thought. Um Wow. Now I will say, and part of I think a lot of those are counter punches rather than just sheer power. But that's a huge part of the game. Yeah. But I know you're not super familiar with the topic. What are some of your <laughs> thoughts,
3: maybe just off of what we've said? Uh, well, one big thing I keep looking at is McGregor. He's, he's 28 years old. So, what? That's your prime for most yeah. sports. Yeah. And Mayweather's 40, which most sports are retired by then. Right? Yeah. Boxing, I really don't know how it goes with age. 40's old. 40's old for a contact sport of that yeah. caliber. Yeah. So I feel like a 28-year-old should beat a 40-year-old, especially one like McGregor. But then again, Mayweather's undefeated. He's been doing it for a long time. He knows how to box. Um, I, I'd probably pick him to go 50-0, but it, it will be interesting for sure. And um, to something that Maxwell said, um, Talking about him being
0: wild and how MMA is wild and all, or the especially the UFC, McGregor is one of the wildest yeah, in dude, all he of is, the UFC. I think <laughs> like, he is probably a little bit insane. Yeah, I we mean, agree, and I think part of it, he's playing a role. I mean, obviously, it's not WWE playing a role, but yeah. he play, just like just like Mayweather plays the villain. He plays the role of the kind of crazy you don't know what to expect. Um, and so talking about he's might, Mayweather might see punches that he's never seen before. I definitely think that could happen. I mean, he's going to, just like they talk about Chris Sale when he throws his arm angle. Like, usually as a pitcher, you want your arm angle to be the same on everyone. Mm -hmm. Sale releases all over the place. His fastball might be coming from high, low, and that's one reason why he's so good. Mayweather, or McGregor, is going to be coming in with punches from the weirdest angles, just throwing stuff, and even, I mean, I can see there's the backhand punch that they do with the spinning backhand. You never see that in boxing we might see. Is it that like. legal though?
2: Can you do that in boxing? I think
0: so. I think anything as long as you're using. From what I know, and I haven't read the rules, but I think if as long as you're just using your hands, you're not headbutting, you're not kicking, anything with your hands, you're free to do. It's legal.
2: I did not. So, I didn't think that because I was thinking about that because he does that. I mean, I pretty think, frequently.
0: I think that might come into and the thing is, it's if you're not worried about getting kicked, it's a lot easier to block that kind of thing because you yeah. can see it more. But,
2: but they do it so fast. I know,
0: but I'm just—I mean—and what excites me about this is—and I'll get more into it more in my article. But if McGregor comes in here and has success, even if he doesn't win, but he has success, it might open the doors for some guys from the UFC or MMA to move over to boxing. And let's let's get some more life back into boxing, oh, because because yeah. I want to see it. Because it is the UFC and MMA is really fun to watch. It's it's all kinds of physical. It's all kind of talent. But there's a certain mind aspect that you don't get in it that you get in boxing, and I'd like to be able to see that. Um, anybody boxing. got any
1: more final thoughts on that? Boxing to me is like a, a game of chess. You know, it you is in a lot really, of ways. You have to be really strategic with what you do because if you make one wrong move, that's it. USC, I feel like if you make a mistake, you can recover from it. But boxing is just more of a—it's more of a chess game. You, yeah, it's, it's a lot more mind. It's—you got to be able to think like ahead, like three or four steps ahead of what you think this person's going to do. Because if you don't, you're not going to... And that's what I think makes Floyd pretty good. Granted, he does run around and everything. But it's almost like he's in his opponent's mind and knows which hand they're going to come with, which, which move, whatever it is. But I definitely, I for sure would love to see more USC, more MMA, more people go to boxing. Because to me, it seems like boxing's dead. Yeah,
0: which I'll, I, have a, I have a theory on that, and I'll, we'll get more into that in my article. Um, thanks for tuning in to our second edition of Couch Talk. If you haven't already, please go visit our website at couchcoach.us. You can like, follow, or subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Thanks for listening.